0: The opinions expressed in the following program are our own. We're just two Canadian dudes, and we got an opinion that we'd like to share, and we're really glad you're listening. This is The Awakener.
1: Donald Trump re-election campaign. How may I help you?
0: <laughs> well, you, you you might not be uh, Trump's re-election campaign, but you work for somebody pretty uh, pretty up there right now, eh? Uh, do I in Canada? <laughs> I won't say anything.
1: Okay, yeah, a few people, someone who might be the next prime minister.
0: It's possible, eh?
1: It's very. I think it's very possible.
0: <laughs> uh, welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Awakener with the Insider. We got a lot to discuss today. Um, okay, lay it on me. That election we had in Canada and Ontario, totally rigged. I'm calling it right now.
1: So you can call it. I, I won't jump to that conclusion yet, but I will share a lot of inconsistencies that happened with the audience. And uh, a lot of people are coming back to me and, and and reporting stuff to me that seems really, really odd. I mean, one of the things that we can talk about right off the start is most or many of the voting locations in Ontario were offline for a couple hours, first thing in the morning on election day, uh, June the 2nd, Thursday, June 2nd. So what happened is if you go in uh, at nine o'clock in the morning to go vote and you show your voter card or you show your ID, they don't have an electronic system to tick you off that you already voted. They, They have to rely, they're waiting on paper, a paper system to mark you off and things like that. So that was one inconsistency, and then the big inconsistency that a lot of people were alarmed about was that the majority of Ontario voting locations use Dominion voting machines. So they're electronic; you put your uh, a special ballot with a marker goes in the machine, it counts your ballot. So were they, um, were they actually
0: Dominion voting machines? Like this is like was yeah, it one of the first? Yeah, the time, first. Times I, they I didn't it?
1: actually. Yeah, No, 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 no. I remember in 2018, the last provincial election, they also used uh, electronic optical readers. I believe they were Dominion voting machines. I did not see the actual machine itself this time to actually see a label saying Dominion voting machines, but I was told by multiple sources it is actually that Elections Ontario uses Dominion voting machines. Very few places in Ontario had actual paper ballots.
0: Right, but the the federal election, they have paper, right?
1: Yeah. So the worry that happens south of the border is very different than than federally in Canada. We do not use any uh, optical or or voting machines. Everything is a paper ballot. You mark an X, you put it in a box. At the end of the night, they open up the box and they count all the ballots by hand.
0: However, if you vote for the Conservative Party leader and you vote for the Liberal Party leader, they're all done by Dominion.
1: Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I know. I know for a fact the Conservative Party. Well, yeah, I don't think the Liberal allow any leadership uh, vote because even when Trudeau won, he won on the first ballot right away. It was, it was a, a landslide. But uh, yeah, in the Conservative leaderships, they are a dummy voting machine.
0: Sorry, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to inter- interrupt you there. But I looked at the voting tallies for, um, you know, this new blue these main seats and this number. These numbers don't make sense to me. Um,
1: okay, why do they not make sense?
0: Four thousand votes. She got 4,000 votes.
1: Oh, you're talking about Belinda Carhalios yeah. in her own home riding. Right. Yeah. So she's the, she was the a, a original MPP for Cambridge, uh, elected as a progressive conservative. And then in re-election, you know, she was kicked out of caucus because she wouldn't vote for the lockdown laws. And uh, so she started her own party, the New Blue Party of Ontario, with her husband. And they actually had 124 candidates, one in each riding of Ontario, but she in her own riding unfortunately only got fourth place.
0: I don't believe right. don't, You're absolutely I don't right. believe that at all. And he, he didn't fare much better, I don't think, did he?
1: No, he did not fare much better, but he was running against the son of the former uh, premier of Ontario back in the nineties, Mike Harris.
0: I still don't I still don't believe it with what's going on right now I do not I d I don't I don't believe it whatsoever.
1: Well we could, here's the bigger issue that I think we need to bring to the audience. Uh you know, we think we live in a democracy, right? We, we tout, oh, we have a democracy. And you know what? You know, people who complain about not winning an election, that's ridiculous because everything's very fair and, you know, ballots are counted and everything like that. Let's look at the Ontario election as a perfect example. The first party in this election to have every candidate seated, okay, 124 ridings in Ontario they had 124 candidates. The first ones were not the four main major parties or the three main major parties plus the Greens. It was the New Blue Party of Ontario, okay? The Liberals and the NDP didn't even have a full slate of candidates, and yet the only leaders that were allowed in the leadership debate were the, four, were the three main parties plus the Greens, the Conservatives, the Liberals, the NDP, which are the Socialists, and the, and the Greens.
0: I know, New Blue
1: which had the full slate of candidates, they changed the rules last minute so that their leader could not attend or be part of the debates. It used to be that if you had a full slate, you could be part of the debates. Then they changed it and said, no, if you had an elected MPP in the last election, your leader can be part of the debates. So that's how they block it. And then if you notice, the media never mentioned anything about any other party except for the four main parties. They always showed the pictures of the leaders of the four main parties. They always talked about the four main parties. They never talked about any alternative opposition. Now, right now, the four main parties, they all think alike. Whether it's all branding, whether it's blue or red or or orange or green, they're all radical left-wing parties. They're all parties that voted for the Bill sixty seven, which is the CRT yeah. law, the CRT education
0: law. I, I, dude, I can't believe it, man. I am I am at a loss for words here, um, especially without all the awakening that's happening, and people are, you know, especially people in Cambridge, Waterloo area. Like, come on, there is so many people not wearing masks, not buying into this nonsense anymore. Like, it just doesn't uh, it, it doesn't make sense absolutely. to me. Absolutely. And they don't want to. The, the reason why they, they silence the debate is because they don't want to ha- they want to show a reasonable discussion. Because as soon as it becomes a reasonable discussion, then minds get opened up and people don't want to have that.
1: Well, that's right. So here's another example. So the leader of the conservatives, Doug Ford, the current and former premier, attended the leadership debate. But in local writings, most of the writings that I saw, they were the, the PC candidates, the conservative candidates were told not to attend local debates. And I haven't seen a single one of them actually attend a debate. So some new blue candidates were able to attend or push themselves to attend local debates. Um, liberals and, and Greens and, and NDP attended debates. But the PC candidates didn't attend a debate. Here's another crazy thing. The PCs, who won now a majority again, didn't even put forward a platform for the election. I've never seen an election where a party doesn't put forward a, a platform, a costed out, a funded, explained platform. The PCs had no platform. They wanted an election where they just fly in under the radar. No one talks about it. They get the lowest number of votes just to win the majority. And that's it.
0: It's, it's unbelievable that people would vote for the fatso after everything that has happened the last two years, With all the businesses being shut down and all his... How on earth can you morally look at yourself in the mirror and vote for the fatso? Like, how?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're voting for your abuser. You've let... But see, this is what we've told everybody. We said, what are they going to do? They're going to open up the doors in March and say, oh, no more masks, no more vaccine mandate, return to normal. And our brains are so... Most of our brains are so small and so limited that from March to June, we thought, oh, Things have gotten back to normal. Things have gotten, you know, so we don't have to think about what it was like the past two years. People actually forgot what it was like the past two years. They thought that they returned back to normal. But here's my prediction. You want to know what my prediction is?
0: All right, lay it on me.
1: My prediction is by September, October, not only Ontario, not only Canada, but also the US will be back into further lockdowns. They're going to use monkeypox as an excuse. And the real reason is because the Democrats know that they're up against a no-win midterm election in November, and they have to try every dirty trick in the book, mail-in ballots, ballot harvesting, everything, to try to hold on to power in the House and the Senate.
0: Yeah, I, I So know.
1: Re- get, be prepared for more lockdowns, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Now, that's another can of worms, uh, the United States. We'll move on to that in a second. I'm, d- I'm not quite finished with Canada yet. Uh, sure. Let's talk about uh, the prime minister, because the prime minister... Uh, It's becoming very, very obvious what they're doing right now, what they're taking people's guns away, uh, law-abiding citizens and their ability to have firearms. Um, So we predicted on the podcast that he was going to do a bunch of stuff uh, with this gaining majority if he had won, and he didn't get the ele- he didn't win the election, so now he's the NDP thing. This is one of the things that he's passing, uh, censorship banning, stuff like that. So um, we, I, th- I really believe that this guy has way more up his sleeves. He couldn't take away everyone's guns right away. I don't think that would have flied, but it's starting to be. You know what it is? It's like they encroach on you, and then they'll push it as far as they possibly can until we complain, and then they'll stop for a bit, and then they'll encroach more.
1: Exactly. That's exactly how it is. So that, that's what he's doing with the guns, which you remember, that's what Hitler did. And that's what the communists always did. They took away people's guns. They're not doing anything about crime, violence, about illegal guns. They're doing absolutely nothing about that. In fact, they're getting rid of... Uh, no parole sentences for mass murders. They're getting rid of uh, minimum mandatory sentences. So basically, they're coming very easy and light on crime, but for legal gun-abiding owners, which, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know how Canada is, it's very, very, very difficult to get a gun license. this It's not just something simple. You have to take a course. You have to then pass uh, police checks, and then you can have a hunting rifle or a shotgun only in, in hunting circumstances, but if you were to have a handgun, you could legally buy a handgun if you are properly licensed, you need a permit to carry it from the firing range where it's registered to, double locked in a case to your home, tape it double locked, you can never take it out of the case unless it's in the single firing range that it's it's. Uh, registered to. So you can only use it in a firing range. You can't use it for target practice. You can't use it in the wilderness at all. Canada has one of the most regressive gun laws ever, and yet still they want to take people's guns away.
0: But at the end of this, they all know that when shit hits the fan and the revolution hits and the laws go to shit, (laughs) That all that goes out the window and we have guns. Yeah. So, you know, it's really it's honestly man i had the hardest time two weeks ago when he announced all this stuff i I was i was so angry i was so furious man i I don't know what to tell you and honestly here in canada uh you have any kind of um incident with a spouse some spouse says oh you're an angry person they phone the cops they say you're an angry person i feel threatened the the firearms people would be looking to take your gun away even if it's oh, not even if, even if it's not justified, if somebody makes a complaint about you, just to be revenge or whatever it takes, I, I, I don't know. I'm gonna, I'll explain maybe later on the show why I know this, but they'll the firearms officer people will phone you, they'll interview you, and they'll try to they will try to take your firearm away for any excuse. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. That's what that's what I'm saying. It's we have one of those one of those difficult and regressive gun ownership policies ever in Canada. Completely different than the U.S.
0: So let's move. Let's move on. Um, to the US in a second, but I have one last question. Okay. So, the guy that you're working for currently, right now, do you think that he's going to make a difference if he gets elected? Or is that something you can't answer?
1: I believe he will make a difference. Is he the perfect choice? Uh, probably not. I think only I would be the perfect choice. No, that would be me, dude, Are you issue. kidding me?
0: The commies wouldn't even know what hit them.
1: No, yeah, George Soros would disappear overnight. <laughs>
0: He's saying some good stuff. I like the guy. Uh, I Trudeau is such a danger to this country that I've already sealed who I'm voting for. It's going to be him. Uh, yeah. And uh, he's probably not the perfect candidate, but we need to get Trudeau out ASAP. There's, he, this guy is a traitor to our nation and our way of life, and he has to go.
1: 100%.
0: 100%.
1: Absolutely. There's no question about it. It's very clear. You see who the voters are. There's clearly not a Canadian... They're, they're outside foreign interests that are you know, large corporate interests, that big, big banking interests that don't benefit the average Canadian. And, and we see it. We see it south of the border. We see it in Canada. Look at the price of fuel. Look at the price of food. Look at the real inflation rate, not the published inflation rate, but the actual inflation rate. If you include housing, you include vehicles, you include everything Look at the supply chain issues that we've been going through. Like, we warned the audience. We told them a year ago about supply chain issues. We told them that. We said it was a year and a half ago we said, you know, watch out. This is what's coming down the pipeline. And it's all coming to roost right now.
0: <laughs> it's amazing how we knew all this stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, it's not difficult because you understood the, 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 the way of thinking of the globalists. You understood what their long-term plan is. And what I explained to people is once you understand what their big picture plan is, then every little movement on the chessboard makes sense to you. You can almost predict it. You can see it.
0: Uh, Trudeau has got so much stuff up his sleeve, man. Like this is just the beginning. I, I'm, I'm, I, I feel very sorry for Canada. I do too. I do too. Uh, we're, we're a hor- we're a horrible, as, as Asian Whitaker would say, we're a horrible communist nation. We are the enemy to the United States of America. Believe us, our our government, Trudeau, they all know what's going on. Uh, we are an enemy of the United States of America, 100. percent
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Um, let's talk about the United States of America because you talked about monkeypox and a bunch of uh, you know the election coming up. Uh, we've talked about on this podcast that this is a very very dangerous time we're approaching right now because. Covid has completely failed, which is people are not afraid of it anymore, and right. they don't really have much to grab on now. And Joe Biden is going to find himself completely. I don't want to say a swear word on this show because I get too many emails about me swearing. Well, I just get too involved. I am too emotional about this stuff, unfortunately. But Joe <laughs> Joe <laughs> Joe Biden is going to be completely fucked because yeah. he's gonna he's completely cornered. And well, we
1: saw. We, oh, sorry, go
0: ahead. No, I I don't know the exact numbers of how many seats they need to flip, but it's pretty close. And judging, yeah, by, the, ju- yeah, judging, the- judging by gas prices and judging by inflation, and he's probably polling about 15 to 20 percent if you actually, the actual rate. Uh, Correct. I think the Republicans are going to sweep it. And that's going to be big, big, big trouble. I do not believe for a second that Russia and China, I do not have for a second for Soros and all these crew, do not want to see any Republicans win this election. So anything is on the table.
1: Well, I think you're absolutely right. I think they see the writing on the wall, and that's why they're preparing their their next salvo, which is look what they did in the 2020 election, right? They launched COVID, and then they took Trump by surprise because Trump was supposed to win by a landslide. It was a a no-brainer, but they launched COVID. They screwed the whole world up. They turned it all upside down. It opened up the door for multiple different voting irregularities and voting rules state to state county to county they were doing ballot harvesting they were doing drop boxes they were doing uh, uh, crazy counts in the in the middle of the night four o'clock in the morning two o'clock in the morning the numbers all of a sudden changed magical uh numbers that didn't make sense ballots were being recounted 90 times over just they were playing every sort of game in the book and i predict that they're launching monkeypox they're they're you can already see the media making the drumbeat towards us. They're just putting in everybody's head, putting these pictures of people with blisters on their hands. They're doing the same thing what they did, but with China where people just were pretending actors were dying on the streets. So, they're doing the same thing with monkeypox. They're going to launch this. There's going to be lockdowns. There's going to be more trickery coming. And they're going to try to fool the American public so that they don't lose control of the House and the Senate. But I think Americans are a lot more aware and awake than Canadians are. And, and I think I'm hoping that they're going to see through it.
0: Bring on the lesions, man. I'm ready, man. I'm, wary, I'm ready to bring wear on the them lesions as a, as, a, as a badge of honor, man.
1: <laughs> I don't think you have to worry. I think the one who has to worry are the people who, who are double vaccinated plus booster plus whatnot. Because my, my belief is that the vaccines have actually uh, predisposed your body towards uh, taking on these, these other next level uh, diseases that they're going to launch against us.
0: And, you know, you, you can look back at the plan. We've talked about this plan that the globalists and crew have, and you can kind of see what their plan was, right? How Hillary was supposed to win, and oh, shit, that didn't yeah. work out. So you can see Russia and China try to outweigh Trump. They do COVID, they organize, and then now they're in a huge, giant pickle. This huge, yeah. giant pickle is that they, they're going to run out of bullets, and, you know, Hillary is not going to return. Hillary is basically done for, I think. And Joe Biden, Joe Biden, they're, they're beat they're trying to be patient with Joe Biden. You can see it already. They're being patient with him saying, okay, are you now going to follow through on Hillary's, what we had planned for Hillary? Are you, are you going to commit the NATO troops to this war? Are you going to do these things we want you to do? And you can, I don't know if they think he's maybe just mentally retarded and he's actually just, or they think that he's screwing with them. I think that's, and, and you can see what they're doing now. They're trying to outweight him in a second. Right. But they're running out of options right. very, very quickly. And if, and if, if, you know, if, if Biden is gone, if the Republicans take back the house and Senate and if, you know, Nancy Pelosi is gone and the Republicans, you know, the house. Oh, I, I honestly, I'm looking at things right now and I'm like, wow, you can just see how the panic is going to sit in.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you mentioned it yourself, uh, one of our previous episodes that you and I were on, and you were talking about how Obama paid that uh, private visit to the White House and only could have conversations, you know, off the record, off the telephone with uh, with Biden. Um, you know, Biden, like you said, his poll numbers are really low. Like I've never seen a president that low, even though many people, the media tried to hate on Trump. His poll numbers never got that low. And, um, if they get rid of Biden, then your next stop is Kamala. Kamala, her poll numbers are even lower than Biden's.
0: It's, uh, it's going to be very, very desperate times because Russia and China, this plan that was supposed to be served up to them by Soros, you can see it. Soros and his his bots and his organizations and everything that they're trying to do in America by turning America communist and their politicians all working together is completely failing and you can see That's Russia right. Russia and China are getting very very impatient they're like, well, okay, well, it hasn't gone down as smoothly like we wanted it to. Is there another way? And they're trying to be patient with Biden right now. And you can the writing that's on the wall right now, like do Trump doing these interviews where he's like, Oh, we have a weapon where there would be no Russia, and then Dmitry yeah. Medvedev goes on and says, Oh, I guess it's the you know, the four horsemen of the apocalypse are coming. Yes. Yeah. You can yeah. you can you the everyone is communicating with each other very subtly about what is ha- happening and going on and Everyone is going about their daily lives while well, all this communicating is going on. It's surreal. Man. We're,
1: we're oblivious. It's surreal because a lot of the public is just oblivious to all this backroom three-dimensional chess that's being played geopolitically
0: around the world. It's it's yeah, dude. I, I I in a sense I can't wait because you know the I want people to wake up, and unfortunately, a lot of people are not going to wake up unless something really really bad like think about how big covid was in a sense how many people right. still cannot wake up
1: oh, it's it, it's a joke
0: and you let's, still let's, see people in stores let's see monkeypox let's say monkeypox goes big right we don't know but let's say, yeah. let's just say hypothetically it does and the people yeah. still will not see it like well when- i
1: still see people in stores wearing masks i still see people talking about uh, you know virtue signaling that they're double and triple vaxxed as if this is something that's gonna save them, even though it was forced by the courts in the US, not in Canada, because our courts are are impotent, but the courts in the US to release their actual findings of their mRNA uh, COVID vaccine. And we saw that it was an ethic failure. They saw they gave zero protection. So, you know, I, I, I just don't get it that people still, there's such a large population, particularly here in Canada, to a lesser extent, in many states south of the border, that people just haven't woken up and haven't realized that they've been made a fool of.
0: Well, oh, and this is this is textbook controlled, you know, implosion in my point of view. This is textbook warfare that's going on. The, the U.S. military right now is bringing out stuff like you have never seen before. They're, they've announced a sixth-generation fighter. So I'm pretty sure Russia and China have no answer for that. There's no 6th generation fighter coming. They're just happy that they got all this information off Hillary's emails to be able to have a 5th generation fighter. Do you right. know what I mean? And the US right. the US is bringing about uh there's a new submarine that's coming out. There's there's hypersonic missile technology coming out. There's lasers. It's dude, I'm 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 really passionate about this, you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> The, think about think about all the control Barack Obama had in his presidency. The enemy was literally in the White House, organizing our demise, feeding us communism right for eight years. And and yeah. the whole media substructure. He was literally able to get away with murder. Nobody questioned yeah. Benghazi. Nobody questioned yep. ISIS. Nobody questioned any yep. of the uranium deals. Nobody questioned anything. Right. And and then if if these people, the globalists, have that much power over the media substructure, why is it that Biden has no control over the media?
1: Yeah, it's it, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I think it's because people in America are waking up. I mean, it's a different story here. Our media is is much more controlled.
0: There's a war going on, man.
1: There is. And there a, really there,
0: is. There really is. A, it's a war going on for your mind, whether you, people can see it or whether you don't. You know. Uh, and, I think
1: and, a lot and, of people are starting to see it.
0: I think so too, and we think they're crazy. And judging by some of the conversations I've overheard people having at dinner on tables next to me is I think that they think that we're crazy.
1: Oh, yeah. A lot of people think that we're crazy. But it's really funny now as you start to have conversations with people and you don't really show them exactly where you're thinking. And then they kind of like show their card. They show you that, you know, they have a lot of doubts, that things just don't add up. And it's, oh, you too. Okay, good. So, you can start to have these conversations with people where they believed it in the first year maybe, maybe even the second year. But then they started to see, okay, stuff is not adding up and it's not playing out the way it's supposed to play out. So I think there's a lot of people just questioning what's going on right now because they know this is absolutely not normal. But the globalists are thinking that from 2020 to 2030, if they treat us like this, that we'll be so mentally... To use your word, mind fucked. That you know we will consider this to be normal, but a lot of people are just saying this is absolutely not normal, and we want to return back to normal.
0: There's no turning back to normal. There's there's too, The stakes are way too high right now. Like the U S. the U S. Yeah. Was, was never supposed to wake up like this. Like Russia and China, right. were going to be walked to our deaths and communism forever. And it's not. It hasn't happened, man.
1: And think about it. I mean, this has been going on for decades and decades and decades before you and I were ever born, before our parents were born. Like, this has been going on for a long period of time. And suddenly, they overplayed their hand, and it's all falling apart before their eyes.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, this this war that's going on in Ukraine, the more I look at it, it it's such, the acting is unreal it's going on. It's so yeah, I, it's so I, incredibly obvious and everyone's saying, Oh, this has been such a huge failure for Russia this war, and I'm like, Are, are you kidding? Russia has all the nuclear power plants, basically. Right. They have the ports, right. they have all the all the access ports for, for naval intervention. Like this hasn't been this hasn't been a good thing for Ukraine.
1: Right. The, the media has
0: sold it to us like, oh, Russia is just, you know, incredibly weak and we should have marched NATO there and just boom taken them out. You know? It, that's that's almost the the plot, and some people are just it like. Sorry, it doesn't
1: make any sense when you're in the middle of a war. You have the leader of the poor country that's being attacked, apparently Zelensky, going on award shows in the United States via satellite, doing doing interviews, doing you know, going around every single place, meeting with Christopher Freeland, like you know, how could it be that you know this this former actor. Is all of a sudden doing all this, this, this these media interviews, his country's being bombed, children are suffering and things like that. And he's out there every day, you know, via satellite telling people about what's going on. Like, it doesn't make any logical sense. No It looks and, so
0: contrived. And use logic, right? So if Russia is really this weak and they're absolutely, like, useless, why does NATO exist?
1: Right. Hundred percent.
0: We I wouldn't mean, need NATO. Well, they tell us. They tell everyone. Oh, we need NATO. We need NATO. Well, okay. if Russia is really this useless, like you're telling us, uh, and they're acting this useless. Um, why do we need to spend so much on military? But they're, right. they're, this is this is the trap. This is the trap during Hillary's presidency, where she would have been blackmailed. She would have committed the troops to NATO, and then something horrible would have happened. Like this. Yeah. All the articles coming out about Iran and uranium, and they're doing checks mm-hmm. on Iran and iran has some nuclear material or enriched uranium that they're not talking about well maybe it's the us's uranium that was given to them there's so much stuff going on right. behind the scenes right now that is the, the the whole picture of what is happening is so massive man it's it, you That's can't right. you can't even explain it to somebody unless they're completely willing to just listen to you and absorb it
1: right exactly and it's got to be a step by step. It can't just be all of a sudden because it's such a big cookie to swallow that you can never fathom that this is actually going on in the world because we've been brainwashed since we were born to believe a really false reality and we've had our eyes wide shut.
0: Right. And um, you know, we have the greatest listeners, I think. Uh, you know, my podcast uh, producer shared a stat with me. Um, I think that the average podcast, uh, the most listened to ones, the subscribers, for example, uh, Joe Rogan is an example. I think he has about 20 for every subscriber. The average subscriber listens to 24 of his shows. There's a, I guess, a number that they use to track this data for, for me. OK, it's well over 90. Every, list, every wow. subscriber has listened to at least 90 shows. Wow. wow. Isn't that insane?
1: That is insane. That's that's really impressive. Yeah. I mean, Joe Rogan. Remember, he's a, he's in the U.S. He's, he's a big shot. He's well known. He's on Spotify, video, and all. But they, like, they, they, for they, you, that's amazing.
0: They track they track this stat though because it shows how how the average subscriber how many shows are they listening to. You know what I mean? And and mine right. my stats are through the roof that way. Like it's amazing what's going on. People people are waking up, and even if they're not waking up, they're now sitting. At the table and they're going are they insane or am i missing something maybe i'm missing something right because you know i have known right. i've known bob for a long time and i don't think he's insane do you know what i mean
1: right i know no i think this is this is it's amazing i mean it's it's it's, a, it's impressive
0: the u the, this is controlled demolition the u.s is turning around People are waking up. Yeah. Joe Biden, yeah. he's, sitting, he's sitting in the driver's seat, but the wizards and warlocks are the ones who are actually running the show. And this is the grand, right. this is the grand illusion and the awakening to what communism really is. And this wasn't about Trump at all. This was about the wizards and warlocks. People like Comey scuttling Hillary. This is about the U.S. turning around. And it is, man. It's turning around. And the more it turns around, it's going to be... Dude... I don't know how more obvious it can get, man. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think we just sit on this podcast for no reason and just make shit up? Like, is this what these people think? No.
1: No, and year after year, month after month, whatever we've been predicting has been coming true. I mean, remember last year, I was telling everybody, be careful. The interest rates are going to be, there's going to be, I said there was going to be at least four Fed rate hikes in Canada is going to match it. And now four is, is a small number. It's going to be way more than four, right? And interest rates are going to go through the roof. We we're warning about supply chain issues. Now everyone's talking about supply chain issues. Fuel prices going out, going up. It is a controlled demolition of the economy to try to bring in communism, but America is not going to let that happen.
0: No. no I, sat, I sat two years ago, I believe. I sat in the hot tub. I went to my buddy's place to work out because they had closed all the gyms and I was like, oh, I'm going to go work out. So went to, we both went to his mom's place. We worked out at her gym. Very wealthy family. We sat in the hot tub together. He's like, you know, COVID's going to be over in a couple of weeks. Don't worry. Everything will be fine. And I looked at him and I was like, dude, this shit is never ending. Right. Yeah. It's it's And he right. still talks about that moment. Remember when you told me that this would never end in the hot tub? I'm like, yeah.
1: seriously." See? Seriously.
0: It was, it was good, man. I Here missed he- you. I missed you, man.
1: I miss you too, buddy. Well, now that the provincial election is over and I'm moving to the next election, uh, I'll have at least some more free time that we can, you know, talk together and, and talk with the audience and discuss the happenings of the day.
0: Yeah, we're lucky to have you on the show. Uh, you know, he does work for this individual. We're not making this up. He knows way too much. And uh, I'm I'm very happy that you come on here once in a while.
1: It's, listen, it's my pleasure and my honor because... Uh, you know, you figured it out, and this is, this is amazing to me. Like, you know, just the enlightening that's happening right now. So I'm really proud to be, be part of it.
0: All right, dude. Enjoy.
1: Thanks, Awakener. Thank right. you. Take care. Love you too. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for tuning in to another show, ladies and gentlemen. This is The Awakener. Uh, If you're a new subscriber, I recommend going to my website, theawakener.ca, reading and studying my material. Go back to my previous podcast and listen. Uh, It's very complicated what's going on, but there's nobody better to describe it.